It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast, your one-stop shop to dominate fantasy baseball and football. Come get some. Okay, here we go. It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Trella, and sort of with me today is my brother from another mother, Trader Andy. What's up, man? What's up, bro? I'm here. I'm here. I, I, it's been a rough day, but I'm still uh, kicking it along here. Let's go. All right. All right. Let's do this. Why don't you announce our third wheel today and tell everybody uh, who's joining us? All right. Well, for the first time on this podcast, well, he's been here many times before, but for the first time under this name, we have the Greek geek of mock drafts, (laughs) Nick Mimi. Boom. (laughs) Boom. I like it. Oh, man. Nick, I I think you're graduating, though. You're actually doing more drafts this year that that happen <laughs> yeah that don't, don't just disappear when you're done so i have three i have three this week on top of football tomorrow so i'm gonna get a big week yep I, I i think what we have to do sometime uh later on today maybe is is take some math on how many teams we actually have between us and make sure we hit 50 because i think we're pretty close i think we're very I, close i think i'm 17 or 18 nick you probably lost count and yeah, I lost count. A- Andy doesn't even know what app to use. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, what app is that? I don't know. Uh, Where do I, I find this team? team? I don't know. It's on the AOL. <laughs> I told you, coming soon to internet near you, the fantasy concierge, bringing it all in one place. Watch it happen. It's coming. All right. My notebook does the same thing. So has all my stuff. <laughs> okay, so, so you could do all this fab and all this freaking... Uh, waivers and lineup setting for me this year because I have no idea how I'm doing this. No clue. What are you talking to me? Yeah, I can't. Oh, I well, can't oh, we're do screwed. This, bro. We're screwed, bro. I can't bro. do this. And the drafting holds? Oh, my God. It's too much. It's too much. I, 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 how many leagues do you have that are daily transactions? Like, I'm so grateful that most of them aren't. I think I have two. I, I don't know. Whatever. Daily transactions is the best know. way to play, but like I'm just grateful because of the volume that I don't have as many. All right, so what we're going to do, uh, we're, we're going to go through and talk about outfielders today, but before we get into the player pool, let's just do uh, two minutes on our TGFBI drafts. So, Nick, I'll start with you. How do you feel you ended up? What, what did you focus on? You know, Did you have any successes or failures, players you're pissed off that you have or players that you're pissed off you don't have, anything like that? I'm pretty uh I'm pretty happy with my lineup. I think you guys will both agree that my uh draft room was very different with ADP. A lot of guys were falling that should not have fallen. Um I ended up getting my top two picks were Bauer. Oh, I'm sorry, it was reverse. It's Yelich and Bauer. And then throughout the draft, I just try to get as most balance as I can. I could have got more hitting, but I got pretty decent speed in this draft. Uh pitching wise, I got myself a top closer in Chapman. Rosenthal, as long as he's okay health-wise, that'll be that'll end up being pretty good. I got Devin Williams. I have Mark Melanson. I got a lot of good guys in the squad. And one pick I'm very happy about was uh, Mikel Franco, round 29, just signed with Baltimore today, starting third baseman day one. And you think he's going to be like the savior to Baltimore? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. That's how you came out. Your voice. He's, he, like, he's my backup third baseman. Yeah. I got Josh Donaldson, so he ain't going to last yeah. that long. Yeah. <laughs> This guy's over here talking about TGFBI, and he's happy about Michael Franco. Oh, my God. All right. Well, hopefully that works out for you with, hey, well, with the 230 batting average. 
220. Who's counting? Andy, what were your successes, failures, whatever? What are you happy with? Well, my, my success was I end up with Mikel Franco. Um, but my, uh, you know, I, I think I, I. But you did I end up a, with Alberto Mondesi. Oh, you know, I, I took, I, I took oh. a shot, and a lot of people are going to rip me about that, but it could work out. He had, he, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to take a chance. It's something I normally don't do. You think I'm actually conservative most of the time, but I went a little crazy this time. It just shook it up. So uh, I, you know, I rounded up, uh, got some nice values in my offense. I was down in uh, home runs, but you know, wind up hooking up uh, Reese Hoskins, Chris Bryant, Key Brian Hayes as my my corners, and I was really excited about that. And you know, I the last thing I drafted was outfield, and I just kind of waited on it after getting Mookie Betts first, and uh, I wound up getting Kyle Lewis, Winker, Dahl, Brian Reynolds, who all have a lot of upside. My my bench. Has a lot of young upside that can help, like Devi Garcia, maybe Casey Mize, uh, Jazz Chisholm. Like a lot of guys that have a lot of upside. The pitching side of it, you know, I I weighed on the pitching, uh, I, and my top three guys are uh, Berrios and uh, Zach Gallen. Eh, eh, no, I don't really have a th- eh, Jose Berrios. So I'd say Berrios and a Gallon. That's all I got. After that, it's, you know, I, I took, took some shots. Yeah. So you know, I was going to throw in uh, Mitch Keller in there, but then I'll hear Jeff say it's the wrong Keller. But, uh, you know, so I you had the I, wrong I Keller and the wrong Vasquez. I definitely went early on the saves, and, uh, you know, I could definitely use some extra pitching down the road. So we'll see. All right. All right. My, my team worked out okay. I'm pretty happy. You know, you guys talking about the bench. I I drafted six pitchers on my bench because I'm going to be a streaming maniac. I might have stepped in something on one of them with Mike Lorenzen, who now is in the in the conversation. Like he's got a role. We don't know if it's going to be fifth starter or a possible closer because they have so many injuries on their pitching staff right now. So I'm real happy with that. You know, Tony Disco is my guy. Anthony Disclafani moves over to San Francisco. I love love that. Archers, the upside upside purchase. He's definitely gonna have a spot in rotation. We'll see how that works out. And my guy Nick Pavetta, my favorite guy, we, you know, is a, a favorite on on this podcast is Trevor Rogers. I you know I always every year I I hone in on one Miami pitcher. That's my guy this year. So I'm using him as a streaming option. Um, and then I I took uh, Noah Syndergaard. I burned a bench spot, but I I, I kind of uh, drafted. Hitting heavy. I, I'm, you know, overall my team. I'm, I, I have some disappointment with it because it, it doesn't really. I mean, a team that doesn't have Verdugo or Chris Bryant is not really representative of my playbook and how I'm doing things this year. So that, you know, that left a little bad taste in my mouth that I ended up without without those two guys. But everything else basically fell into place. For you know, I, I'm a big Real Muto or punt. I ended up with Real Muto here. Grisham, who I'm now might be having buyer's lament because he's got a little hammy issue going on. And even though they say it's grade one and that might be quick and out, it might also be the whole season. But, you know, we talked about Carlos Correa last last time. I added him. Uh, you know, some of my pitching sleepers that I like, Tyler Molly, I definitely, uh, you know, the kids love the Molly. So we had, we had to get him. Eduardo Rodriguez looks like he's ready to rebound. So I... I'm I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I don't know if you guys looked at Smata uh, spreadsheet. Do you guys know Smata on a? Uh, uh, he he does a spreadsheet that does all the projections on everything. It's not a perfect science because 
your bench players are figured into it. So if you draft heavy pitching like I do and whatever, uh, I can barely, I can barely find my team. So yeah, no, well, well, he, he he has a pretty in, he has a pretty in depth spreadsheet that he spends hours and hours and hours on, and uh, two of us are ranked in the top half of the league, and one of us is not. So we'll leave that to the imagination of the listeners as to who is who, and we'll see how it plays out. But I, I think we all did pretty good, and we, we represented ourselves well, and I'm sure we'll do well. And, uh, you know, Raz Slam we'll talk about next time as we finish that out because we're all on different spots as long as you don't fall asleep and not pick for four hours. Who would do that? I have no idea. Oh man! Somebody, somebody in my league did it today, so I feel better. Some somebody got the uh, the Framber Valdez didn't have a cue and fell asleep for four hours. Awesome. And all my cues, all my cues went like, I, and it happened again this afternoon. But I had people in my queue, and I I wound up getting auto picked with uh, Brian Reynolds and Jesse Winker. So I was happy about that, bro. You're that guy. Right. I I absolutely hate you, and I'm going to trash you off the air. You're that guy that's absolutely. milking a four hour absolutely. clock in a slow draft. You look. Uh, you look at your phone every three minutes, and you can't look at your freaking slow draft. I end today because I was with my son. Yeah, I understand. All right, all right. Let's talk some outfielders, guys. Uh, I think every one of us has been pretty, pretty uh, much out there in the first round. Is that's the time to buy an outfielder? We get started there. Uh, you know, whether it's wh- no matter who your preference is, whether it's Betts, Acuna, Soto, or Trout, they're both. They're all top six guys. I, I I think we probably have a piece of every one of them. I don't know if we have any Soto anywhere yet. No, not yet. Yeah, that's painful. We got to fix that. Um, I'll, I got. I'll, I'll get it. To, I'll get it tomorrow night. All right. No, you're picking fifth, right? <laughs> yeah, fifth, no, yeah. No, yeah, fifth pick tomorrow. No, no Soto for you. <laughs> Maybe I'll I'll hone in yeah. on him. I I got a uh, a high stakes auction this weekend. Maybe I'll 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 make him the guy so we get a share. Ooh, um, make sure Andy doesn't hear that. Yep. Uh, oh, the other Andy. That's right. I forgot. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. Back at back into the first round. We're a huge fan of doing the Yelich and, and Bellinger move. I think th- those are probably two of our highest owned players so far this offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Yelich uh, b- between pick nine and 12. We've been all over that. Bellinger as late as the second round. Love it. Um, I, I don't think that. I can really find too many, too many pieces of Starlin Marte, Bryce Harper, or George Springer. Really, do we do we have much of that? They're basically mm-hmm. going in the second or third round, and I think for the most part, we're we're all over pitching by then. And you know, if if you take that outfielder, then a pitcher, you're usually either going for another pitcher or something in the infield in the third round. So they're not really players that we're building on, but they're good. You know, Bryce Harper's a good guy. If you go. Ace, ace, Bryce Harper. I think you're pretty happy with that, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good way to start it. So there, there's, there's something there. Harper's uh, gonna have a big year. Um, yeah, I, I, I hear you. Rounding out the the top twelve, uh, we've spoken about Jeff McNeil quite a bit here. He's multi position. Andy loves him. He builds some average for you. Um, and then the ugliest swing this side of Hunter Pence, Kyle Tucker. Nick, what do you? Th- <laughs> What, what do you think about this guy, man? I, I don't. We, I don't he's know. been on the radar I, I, for years. How do you guys feel about him? He has been. I'm not buying into it. I mean, he had a good season last year. I, it, we all talked about it. You can't put that much stock in a COVID season, especially on a 58 game sample that he had. I mean, if you look at the upside, he improved the strikeout numbers. He could be a five category guy. Uh, if he plays a full season, you could see 20 stolen bases. 
Um, if you look at projection wise, they could have him at a 30, 15 guy. I, I just, his ADP scares me too high. He hasn't proven enough for me to take him as high as he's going right now. Yeah, the only thing I don't like is his ADP. He's going way too high, which means he's never usually on one of our teams. But uh, I think, you know, you know, ugly swings do happen. Hunter Pence was a master of that. And uh, I think he's going to put up some decent numbers this year, but it's just a very big price to pay. Yeah, I I just, I mean, I'm not a Kyle Tucker guy. I hated him when he first came on the prospect radar. I'm a big eye test guy, and he fails it miserably. Um, and I'm not a Lou... I'm not a Louis Robert guy either, but I I can't see how you could take Kyle Tucker over 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 Louis Robert and Eloy Jimenez. It just doesn't make any sense. You, you can't, right? I, yeah, we, we're we're gonna sign off on e- Eloy or or Louis Robert. Le- let Tucker slide out. I mean, if he slides to the fourth or fifth round, you could start thinking about it, but. If I'm coming out of, of the third round with Kyle Tucker as my second best hitter with one pitcher on my board, I don't feel good. So the batting average is just too sketchy. All right, keeping it moving. Marcelo Zuna, Charlie Blackman, they are what they are at this point. Uh, you know, they're they're I'm actually going in my rankings. I'm not really looking at ADP so far. Blackman's way down. I have him ranked a little bit higher than than uh than most do. I think there's at least a floor there now that looks like he's the one player they're gonna keep. Ozuna is, you know, 30 home runs. If if, if he's not a defensive liability, he should be okay. Why don't you guys take a minute and kind of talk me through Aaron Judge and Michael Conforto being that's your team. They're ba- they're basically, Ooh. you know, they're being drafted within like 10 to 15 po- points of each other. Obviously Conforto is a little safer. Judge is the MVP upside. You know, Andy, why don't you why don't you start between those two players? Who would you rather have on your team? Oh, good way the way I usually go is a safer route, which would be Conforto. Uh, he really took a big step up last year, uh, and he is in a contract year this year, which is going to make things even better. I mean, he hit lefties last year for the first time ever. He had a huge bang average last year, like in the three twenties, which was. You know, up from his uh, 257s and stuff in the past. So he made some strides last year. He was hitting the lefties last year. And I think that he can grow on it. I think he can do a little better than he's doing. And he's playing for a contract. So I think he's going to have a monster year. You're looking 30 home runs, going to bat 280, and he's going to be safe. You know, Judge, obviously, everyone wants Judge. And Nick will tell you about that in a minute. But, you know, it's a big, big risk. What do you think, Nick? I agree, Judge. I mean, I'm a Yankee fan. I watch Judge. I love his swing. I think he's great. Um, it's the health concerns that are the problem. I know he's coming up for a contract in a year or two or so, and it's going to be questionable what they do. I mean, this is a big year for him. He's got to stay healthy if he wants to maintain that that Yankee status. He's, um, I mean, rookie season, 50-plus home runs. Now we're a few years removed from that, and his health has been major concerns. Um, I would take the risk personally on him. I think the upside is pretty damn good. But again, you get what you draft. He could be injured. He could be out multiple months, and he has not proven to stay healthy. Nah, I hear you. All right. We already went through when we were talking prospects to Trent Grisham versus Randy Arizona Ice-T debate. They're being drafted right about the same time. I honestly think at this point now, if you're going into a redraft – I think I'm pushing Arizona Ice T up above him at this point, just just because 
Grisham's got a little hamstring action, and and we were just talking about that. It's grade one. They say he should just rest for eight to ten days and then come back, but we've seen hamstrings take all season and 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 tweak and tweak and tweak. So move Arizona Ice T up over Grisham, and uh, cross your fingers if you've already drafted him five times like I have. <laughs> all right, uh, T Oscar. And Guriel, we've talked about the Blue Jays a lot. Either these guys jumping off the screen at you or anybody you're 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 passing on. How do you feel about these guys? I, I think both guys are are solid. They're in a really good lineup. Uh, I like Guriel a little better. I think that he can uh, be the better player overall. Teoscar definitely had a huge year, but we'll see how he does this year uh, with a full uh, 162 games. I think Guriel is. The true top bat on that lineup. Uh, even a manager said last year that he was the best bat in their lineup with all those young guys. So I, I think it's something to take take uh, in with a stride. But I think he's going to be the the bat to go with long term. Yeah, I think Uriel's better off here. Um, I know I saw an eighty eighty p Tioscar is going slightly higher, but the uh, average drains there. At least Lourdes to Uriel is going to get you a good average with uh, all around good numbers. All right, or you could just fade both of them and take Nick, Nick Castellanos at the same ADP. I'll take that, yeah. right? Yep. Andy, just keep in mind, if you're touting both of these guys, I mean, if they're both successful, it's going to tie into Rowdy Telez a little bit. Of course. You know, course. You know, if T. Oscar's as good as, as expected, then he he's never going to come out of the lineup and – yeah, you know that that's the one thing that you want to keep in mind is Grichuk is a very good defensive player, where yeah. T. Oscar really isn't. So there may be at bats and and starts for Grichuk in right field where T. Oscar becomes the DH and then Telez moves out of the lineup, especially against the lefty. Oh, all right, maybe I'll I'll retract my statement then, because Rowdy's gonna be the man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I can't fight that, but <laughs> all right. Nick, one one of the guys I've been pretty high on this year, but I'm kind of struggling to get him now because he's jumping up a little bit, is Austin Meadows. How do you feel about him this season? He had a horrible year last year. He also had COVID. So as we said in an earlier podcast, COVID sucks. It affects you. His playing time was absolutely affected. Uh, he had the injury in September. So it was a down year. Uh, right now he's red hot in the spring, and I'm buying him. I mean, that, that lineup could be good. Wander Franco, I think, today was even leading off. So he's going to have some good batters in front of him at some point in the season. Um, I'm, I'm all in. He's red hot this summer. I mean, this spring, thinking last year. Yeah. Uh, he's red <laughs> Who hot. Knows? I take no grain of salt for last year. Okay. Yeah, I'm giving him a pass for, for last year. Other players being drafted around the same time are uh, Eddie Rosario. I'll definitely take Meadows over him. Um, mm-hmm. who, who else is being drafted right around there? Yeah, he's about, about the same as the two Toronto guys that we just talked about too. I'm de- I'm definitely a Meadows guy. I you know he's young too, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the chance. I think we're gonna get the batting average up over 260, which is what we need. You know, usually I want more than that, but this is a guy that has big power potential, and he's gonna give you probably 10 stolen bases at least. So if we could get 260 from him. And we're looking at him in, what, the sixth round, seventh round? I'll take it. I'm in. Get me some shares. I don't think I have any yet, but he's definitely on my radar. Andy, the, ne- the next guy at an ADP of 114, I, I got to give you a hard time about this guy. He, 
your boy Byron Buxton missed a couple <laughs> days the other day with a broken tooth. He he lost a fight to a stake, right? How can we ever buy into this guy? Like, just go away. Just go away. Get out of my life. Well, I think the bottom line that you should look at is if he did lose a, a fight to a stake, obviously he's looking to get some more protein, to get some more power. Uh, his power came on last year, and he, he uh, definitely elevated his uh, uh, swing so he can pop some more balls out. Uh, last year he didn't run at all. Yo. I think uh, – <laughs> what? Popping balls out. Okay. Huh? Uh, he's knocking the balls out of the yard, and now he's going to start stealing the bases. I, I think this is going to be the final year that I stand up for Byron Buxton. All right. You're on the island, man. Buxton Island. Good luck with that. <laughs> and Total fade for me. I still don't think I have a share ever in my life that you were in a co-owner in. How old is he Not now? He's got to be like 36 by now, right? He's 26. <laughs> he's, he's young. He's young. He's just a young baby. All right. All right. 27, age 27 season. You know what that means. <laughs> he broke. No. He got an injured tooth, man. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. All right. <laughs> Nick, the, the, the next tier I see leads off with Alec Verdugo, who I'm a big fan of. Oh. Um, we got a couple players here. You tell me who your favorite is out of Will Myers, Tommy Pham, Mike Yastrzemski, and Kyle Lewis. Who jumps out to you? Uh, I got to go Kyle Lewis. I like what he did last year. The only thing concerning me about Lewis is he batted a buck 50 in September. Um, they're saying he looks good in spring right now. They're saying he's heating up. And um, I think 30 homers a year is a floor for him. And he's going to get some, he's going to sprinkle in some stolen bases. So I got to go with him on that alone. Did you just say Kyle Lewis over Alex Verdugo? I did. Oh, I did. Okay. I okay. did. I don't, I don't like the okay. Red Sox. I'm not going to let my uh, oh, bias yeah. affect fantasy. But never, never let your heart affect your brain. Okay. Because that's Lewis what it just did slight, right there. Slight, slightly here. Kyle Lewis has no hit tool. He's he's lucky he did what he did last year. Alex Verdugo is a 300 hitter. He's a going to be a star. All right, and there's I would take him over that guy with a broken tooth four times a week. All right, there's no way. But Verdugo is my man, and he has his hit tool is there, and he's he's got the opportunity now, and he had a great year last year. He's going to improve. Yeah, and Verdugo is one of the biggest ADP risers uh, this time of year right now. He, we, we were getting him as an outfield four or five. Now he's going as basically an outfielder two. I mean, Yeah, that sucked. That happened to us in the NFBC. Yeah, yeah. We're, we, we were getting him as a four or five and, and then taking uh, Benintendi and Eaton on bench rounds and now and Hanniger in the bench rounds, and now it's basically like – if if you want that playbook, the Benintendi, Hanager, Verdugo, like like you you got to take these guys as two, three, and four after your first round, and you know that's it's this is why we start drafting in December because you get all those discounts. All right, all right. Um, next tier, Loriano looks pretty good. He's off to a good good spring start, stealing bases, batting over three hundred. Uh, you know, is the best defensive outfielder in the league. If he if he keeps it up, we'll be pretty happy to have him on our teams. I definitely have a share already. Solaire is a lot like Kyle Lewis, boomer bust, a lot of home run, a lot, lot of RBI potential. Average is probably going to be lacking. Not really uh, in love with him. He's somebody we're more 
selling. I think we have one or two shares here and there between us. I think we've actually all traded them away at some point this year as well. <laughs> like every one of them. Nick, 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 you just traded them, didn't you? I think you did. Or do you have them? I, 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 I traded them to Nick and oh, Nick traded them. Whatever. Yeah, oh, Solaire, absolutely. He's gone. Yeah. You yeah, got he's gone. So you acquired him and then got rid of him. So. 100%. I got uh, Lance <laughs> colors out of it. All right. All right. Dylan Carlson, we talked about on the, the prospect. He's one of our favorites to win the rookie of the year. So we're pretty excited about him. One of the guys that just seems to be looking good right now is Victor Robles, and I've never been a Robles guy, man, mm -hmm. but he's looking yep. – he's on fire right now this spring, and he's jumping up the draft board. What do you think about that, Nick? I love it. I think he's uh, – I think he might be batting leadoff, actually. Okay, so – That's what, I, uh, so if, that's what if, I'm thinking. If they – if he can win the leadoff spot, that means they could put Soto second and Trey Turner third. That I mean mm -hmm. that that's some serious serious crap right there. Robles is sitting pretty on my uh, my Brad Slam team too right now. Oh, you got him! I nice. got him! Nice. I, I snatched him. I think he's my uh, fourth outfielder. Yeah. Do you? But do you, do you think he's going to run in front of Soto though? Like, or they're just going to say get on base and stay there? Depends. I mean, he's going to run. I think he's. I think he's, he's going to run. run. I think he's going to. He's going to be an average drain, but I think he's going to get you at least twenty stolen bases regardless. Solo Solo takes a lot of pitches, so he works the count. Yes, he does. And, uh, yes, he I does. Think, uh, I think that will help uh, him get into scoring position so Soto can knock him in. Yes, I agree with that. And believe it or not, even though he's a 35 to 40 home run hitter, Juan Soto is not really a home run hitter. He just every now and then hits it so damn hard that it goes over the wall. He's a gap power type hitter. He's just a pure lefty masher he's a hit tool guy mm -hmm. that hits home runs instead of a home run guy that gets base hits here and there right so i i think victor robles has to start jumping up our board man we got to start telling people to do this a little bit more and we got to pick up some more teams just so we could have more shares of this i feel like i've l lost out a little bit here and there <laughs> all right after uh robles we're looking at uh Anthony Santander, who I can't seem to ever pull the plug on. There's always somebody I like more in the area. Joey Gallo looks like he's lights out, locked in, loaded. 40 Oof, home runs are coming. Yeah. You know, if you could deal with the 225 batting average, that's cool. If you're in an on-base percentage league, he takes a skyrocket because he can walk. Um, the funny thing about Joey Gallo is, like, he is a fast runner. Like he he's in like the top fifteen percentile in sprint speed, just doesn't run. So he's capable of freaking forty twenty if it was ever there. But I don't know if he knows how to get to first base. So that might be the issue there. Um, Andy, I'll start with you and let Nick finish it because he's the Yankee fan. Are we sold on Clint Frazier yet? Or are we scared? I'm sold. I, I like the kid. I'm not a Yankee fan. And I've been on him for, for years. I think he's finally uh, had a lot of injuries that he's looked away from as long as he doesn't run into the wall. <laughs> and uh, I think that he has this thing that we've been hearing about for five years now, legendary bat speed. I think he's going to hit 30 home runs in that park. I think he's going to steal about 10 bases. He's going to be solid in that outfield. Nick, I know you agree with me. I do agree 100%. My only fear is playing time. Uh, he never seems to get the right opportunities. I want to see it to believe it. Um, I just feel like he'll be getting hot, and all of a sudden, Boone throws in Brett Gardner out of nowhere to play. 
So that's just my only fear. They're not going to give him the proper playing time. Who's already named the starting left fielder? I, I, I just don't believe it until I see it. I got to see it. I got to <laughs> see it. I thought that's, I thought the same thing last year. I kept screaming, <sighs> gave him an opportunity, and it just never happened. Yeah, you know what the, the problem is, Andy, that they're li- it, with Frazier in the lineup, their lineup from yeah, top to bottom. No right. There's no lefties. It's yeah. Aaron Hicks, who's a switch hitter. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like the, 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 the stadium was built for left handed hitters. This is why I laughed at everybody when they when when they traded for uh, Giancarlo Stanton when we all knew that Bryce Harper was going to be a free agent the next year. It just made so much sense for Bryce to go to Yankee Stadium, and I think they regret that now. I think he would have been a perfect fit. I know Gardner's a little long in the tooth. Uh, he's actually like he's like top ten all time in like Yankees games played or something like that. Like I, I was amazed to hear that like tenth or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, so they're not bringing Gardner in just just to play fourth outfielder and pinch hit and whatnot. You don't pinch hit in the American League, so he's going to play a little bit. I I I think that Frazier is talented enough that even if he loses at bats, as long as you get 450 at bats, he's going to be a valuable player for your fantasy team, and he's worth taking. And and I think Andy, what you said that that. That ten stolen bases is what really is going to make it valuable. Um, but would you take him over Trey Mancini? No, not even close. Okay, well, I'm all for Trey. They're being drafted within five spots of each other, one seventy four and one seventy nine. So, you'd rather have Trey? Yeah. Uh, why the power? Oh, he does everything, and I just—he's the type of guy you just want on your team. I just want to root for the guy this year. You know, he's—he's he's going to have a big year coming back from. Cancer, and you know, I, I think he's uh, it's a feel good story, and I think he's locked in, and I think he's going to do something good this year. All right, I can't, I can't argue with that. Less risk than Frazier. Yep. All right, Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, if, if he stays healthy, he's going to outperform his ADP by leaps and bounds. He's just such a such such a good on base percentage guy. Does a little bit of everything. Good pop. Can still steal a base even though he's getting old. The, the the Phillies outfield, I, I'm scared to death. Other, you know, Harper's a given. McCutcheon, who knows if he's going to be healthy. And the center field situation is just steaming hot garbage right now. Roman Quinn can't get on base. Scott Kingery can't get out of his own way. Mickey Moniak is in the picture now. Like, what the hell is that? Like, he's he's like 12 years old. I don't I don't even consider him. And Hazley's hurt. Like. It's just disgusting. Please tell me that there's anything in there that you like at all. No, no, no. F the no, Phillies. I, I, yeah, I'm not talking about them. Yeah, I no. I took Kingery in in uh, TGFBI, and he's my only bench hitter. And it was just because he plays two positions, and I got the 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 magical fear of him not being ready, even though he looks fine now. So I wanted to have a backup plan at second base. I know, I know the Phillies want Kingery to win the job, even though he's three for nineteen in the spring. Yeah, because they're paying him. Yeah, <laughs> like no, everybody else is just. I, I mean, you, you you can't you can't put Roman Quinn in the lineup. Like he just does not walk. He's he's a pinch runner, and and maybe that comes into play with with no universal <sighs> DH. There actually will be pinch running happen, happening, but. I don't know. Moniac is just not a major league hitter. It's whatever, man. I, I'm I'm just gonna go cry. 
A um, <laughs> couple of other guys that we're kind of we're kind of jumping on a lot this year. Jesse Winker, I think all of us have a, a share of him. He just does a little bit of everything. You know, we love players that'll give you 270 with 20 home runs, a couple of steals, and and you know, bat somewhere in the middle of the lineup. Um, so he fits the bill perfectly with that. We've I'm pretty sure we've we bought the uh, the buyback on Benintendi. You don't really need much from him. You know, Andy, what what do we think? If we're happy if he goes 15 15, right? Yeah, as long bats 270, I think he I think he could do that too. That's that's perfect, and he's probably going to bat second in the lineup, maybe maybe even third. You know, we don't. I, I mean, we'll see how that plays out. But if he's in the top of the lineup. You know, he'll he'll probably get you 80 and 80, maybe, runs and ribbies. And if he gets your 15-15 as your fourth outfielder, that's that's pretty sweet. Either of you guys buy him back in on Victor Reyes. I know we we kind of bashed him a little bit the last couple of weeks with, with Mazzara coming in, but I'm starting to get a feeling looking at the spring box scores. Like, he might not have a chance to play. Any interest? Yeah, I, I think still, I still think he could do something good with the team. I mean, I don't think, I never thought that Noah Mazar was going to stop this kid from performing. I thought he did a pretty good job last year and he was improving. I still think he can uh, get some valuable bats this year. All right. We're getting down into the area where you're basically just looking for your fifth outfielder here. Um, Mitch Hanniger, who we talked about a little while ago, he's, I, I, I think there's 25, 30 home runs there. He could steal a couple bases. He's 30 years old. Been around for a while, but he's going to bat in the middle of the lineup, and he just looks he looks locked in. He looks great this spring, so I'm buying in on that. I'm loving it. I know you guys are both big on the uh, Alex Kirilov bandwagon. He's He's been looking pretty good. <laughs> he's getting there. Yeah, you know, it, it, you, what do you draft him as, a fifth outfielder utility guy? Somewhere yeah, in that take range? A shot. Take a shot. Yeah, I, I, I can't hate it. But ADP is 260. So you're you're looking, you know, it's it's in the twenties in 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 the round. So Andy sold. sold. Power power to all fields. I love him. I've been on him for years now. And he is better than Trevor Larnick. Nah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see about that. Larnick's gonna be a three hundred hitter at the major league level. I don't think Kirilov will be. I think Kirilov, wow. I think Kirilov's a two seventy five hitter. Lar- Larnick may not May not have the power or anything. He, I mean, he's got the build like like an Adrian Gonzalez that he could turn into that, and he could potentially become a, a thirty-five home run guy. But I, I just, I love his swing, and I, I just, I don't know. He's he's kind of like a Will Clark for me. I, I just, I just see a three hundred hitter. I think he, I think he's. Uh, I, I'm going to take him over Karoloff, and I know we're going to have a fight over that. And of course, we are. It, it, if I had a pen right now. <laughs> <laughs> Either of you guys buying in to David Peralta looking really good this spring. Uh the lineup spacing is good. I mean, he's in a good role. Is it in the past he's been a 300 hitter with a little bit of pop. I don't think he can steal a base anymore. Any interest? ADP 275? Yeah, why not? Take a flyer at that point. I'll take it. If he pans out, he pans out. If not, you cut him. Yeah. It's a good dart throw. I think that's where we're at now. We're at we're at we're at the uh, the stardom or cut them se- section. I was about to curse, but thank God I caught myself. Uh, same same thing on Jock Peterson tearing it up right now. Looks like he's got a lock on the left field job in Chicago. 
Uh, you know, you got to get a little leery about Wrigley Field early in the season, the wind blowing in, blowing out, whatever it might be. But I think he's got like something crazy, like seven home runs already this spring, five, seven, mm. something crazy. Like he double donged yesterday. I, I, looking good, man. Looking good. Either of you guys got anybody else that you want to talk about down at the at the bottom here before we head on out? Yeah, I like uh, Miles Straw as a possible dart throw. Um, potential leadoff hitter for Houston that uh, Dusty was saying. He's replacing Sprayer in center field and could be a dart throw 20 stolen base guy. He could turn out to be a core player for you. I I heard... League winner. Yes, absolute league winner possible. I heard... A couple of interviews um, with, with some of the Astros brass. I, I can't remember his name. They changed over their whole front office. And they're saying that they think that he could lead MLB in stolen bases. Ooh. They're calling him a 50 stolen base possible guy. Oh now, now, they're talking also about is he going to lead off or is Correa going to lead off? Now, I want to get me some straw so that I win this no matter what. I'm big time on Correa this year, so I guess I kind of want him to get that get that spot and bat in front of Altuve and Bregman. But if Straw gets that position, I yeah, you know, he's not going to ever help you in batting average, but if he's on base 150 times in in the season between walks and singles and they're going to give him the green light like they say they are, you might be surprised because this guy is laser fast. And I, I heard it right at, right on, on the air that they're talking that he could lead the major leagues in stolen bases. He's got that skill set. He's like, he's like an old-school Juan Pierre. Gets on base and steals. And, that's, and he's going to get on base and he's going to just steal a lot of bases. That's what they actually – someone actually uh, compared him to him. And I thought that was pretty uh, – because he's going to give you zero pop. It's going to be just like Juan Pierre. He's going to come in there. He's going to have 90 runs. He's going to have 40 stolen bases, and he's going to help someone win the league. All right. All right. Are either of you guys still on Christian Pache, or are we, are we done with that? And I'm still going. Enciarte is hurt, so the, the it looks like the role is probably going to be there for him, but he's about oh, like man. 180 this spring. That's fine. <laughs> that's, that's fine. It's better, it's better than 170. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, couple of guys that I love, Franchi Cordero. He's going to be a little late to the party. little COVID action going on. That makes me nervous as hell. Uh, he just started baseball activities this week, but they're already saying he's going to be late to start and he's going to not be on the major league roster on opening day. But, I mean, they gave up Benintendi for him, so it, he was the cornerstone of the trade. He's got to be their, their long-term plan or and short-term plan. So I think he's going to play. We might just have to wait. Adam Eaton, I'm getting a little scared about the batting position because it's starting to look like uh, he's going to potentially be d- down in the order uh, with them looking like they want to put Grandal in the two-hole instead of the four or five spot. So with that said, that'll put Timmy Anderson, Grandal, then all the big sticks after Abreu, and maybe Eaton in the seven or the eight slot, which is still okay. I mean, he's still going to be in, in in an elite bat, uh, batting lineup. I just really thought we had that chance for that possible ninety to one hundred runs out of the out of the top spot. Andy, are you buying into your boy Josh Naylor? 
See, that's the guy I was actually going to bring up. Yeah. That's the guy I was going to bring up. I'm uh, still a fan. Uh, he has great um, base percentage uh, tool. Uh, he has a good hit tool, uh, developing power. He's going to be playing in the outfield where they really don't have that good of an outfield. And I think he's going to have a, a chance to definitely uh, produce, especially in the 350 to 380 ADP where he's getting taken. All the way down. All right. So is he, is he steering clear of the first base conversation at this point then? That that's over with. He's he's got a got a spot in the outfield. We're confident with that. So it'll be I'm confident. Yeah, R- Rosario and Mercado probably with him. Yeah, is that what we're looking at? Eddie Rosario, Mercado, yeah. Mercado. Because uh, my my guy, man, my sneaky guy, Bobby Bradley's looking like he's going to win the first base job. Man, he's mashing right now. He he looks good, yeah. man. It like like. It, it same thing. It's eye test. It's it, yeah. He's hitting a couple home runs in spring, but he's hitting freaking bombs, like like four hundred fifty, four hundred seventy foot bombs. So I'm buying into him. Anybody else you guys want to talk about before we get the hell out of here? I think that covers it. Yeah. Pull the plug on Yasiel Puig. He's dead. He's done. <laughs> he, he's probably going to the KBO or some crap like that. Uh, I'm a fan of Robbie Grossman, but. It feels pretty disgusting to end the podcast talking about Robbie Grossman. Uh, I'll buy back in on Jackie Bradley Jr. I I think he ended up in a good landing spot in Milwaukee. I'm I'm pretty confident that, you know, he's going to be an everyday player. Got good power. He could still run. It's just a matter of if you're going to get that 212 batting average or if he's going to be accepted. Yeah, I think that's about it. I... I, I think we'll pull the plug on the outfielders here. Most of most of the way, what you want to do, we talked about it a hundred times, is take an outfielder in the first round if you're at the top of the first. If you're at the back of the first, you're looking at Bellinger, Yelich, and then you could wait because there's so many. There's so many of these guys. There's such a large inventory because we, you know, there's there's basically ninety of them that start in Major League Baseball. And if you're in a 15-team league with five starters, there's 75 of them. So there's always, there's always leftover outfielders. You could always fix it in fab later on. Hey, that sounds good. Fix it in fab. All right. All right, Nick, what are you working on this week? You got a lot going on. Do you even remember? Yeah, we got the turf draft tomorrow night. Uh, that's uh, a lot of good experts in there. I'm pretty excited about that draft. Yep. Um, doing a CBS expert league draft Tuesday. It's a uh, mixed league auction. I believe it was a 12 teamer. What is it? NFL free agencies tomorrow. Thursday, we have our home dynasty draft. Oh, my God. Yeah, busy week. Friday's the, the rookie draft for us. Friday's the rookie draft for us. I got three picks in the top four. Yeah, you'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll be done before you even start. You know, I got 11 also, so I got to sit and wait for that. Oh, all right. Not bad. Not bad. Andy, you're you're just hanging out, man. You're just there, right? <laughs> you, you think I'm not busy? I have a thri- I have a thriving baseball card business I have to take care of as well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Nick Nick's ramping up for football. A- Andy's selling baseball cards. I got started in this NBA <laughs> top shop crap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I've multiplied my money by 150 already, so I, I'm kind of liking that. I'm enjoying it. All right, Andy, anything intelligent to say before we get out of here? Uh, no, not today. No. <laughs> I got nothing. Nick, blank stare for the crowd. 
Blank stare for the crowd. Got a stellar in front of me. I'm good to go. All right. Trevor, appreciate all you do for us, man. Take us out of here. Thank you, guys. Later. Peace. Peace. Peace.